Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. We are in the final uh, part, part six, in a, in a series I entitled The Old Cowboy Ways, and it's based off of Jeremiah 6, 16. Uh, Jeremiah 6, 16 says, This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways. Actually, that's a simplified cowboy version. Your, prob- your Bible probably says something like ancient paths. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. And you go down this trail, and you will find rest for your soul. Now, now let me ask you a question: Is that where you are today? Go down to the, or when you come to the crossroads, stop and ask for the old cowboy ways. Ride down this trail, or do them, and ride down this trail, and you'll find rest for your souls. I mean, isn't that what we're all longing for? Is is a little rest for our souls? Well, the only way to get that is to evaluate where are you today and where do you want to be? And how do we get from where we want to be or where we are to where we want to be? And that's doing things the way God says to do them, okay? You, you can't get to the right spot going in the wrong direction, okay? And, and I know that that's kind of weird, but, but you can't get to the right spot by going the wrong direction. So we, for over the last six weeks, we have been explaining some of these concepts of how to go in the right direction. That's my, my granddaughter, so she's a storyteller like I am. So last week I started telling you a story. We were, last fall, we, we were doing some, some work out at the ranch, and, and there was uh, me and Ty and Abe was out there, and Sean and Tara were out there, and, and if I, maybe Brett and Karen, uh, there, there might have been a few more that, that I missed, and that's not, that's not uh, on purpose, but anyway, uh, all but three of us were across the road waiting. Cross Kiowa Bennett Road. And we're sitting there laughing and joking and, you know, talking to each other and, you know, like cowboys do while we wait for everybody to get there. And I happened to look over and what I see just sent chills running down my spine because what I saw was Tara leaned down on the ground. I see Sean standing there going like this to us. And I see a body laying face down in the dirt. And I mean, I, I just, I don't even remember if I said anything. I was on Fiona and I took off and I, and I crossed Kiowa Bennett Road at a dead lope with about four or five cowboys right behind me. And we got up there and, and we stopped and, and we got off and, and Heidi, uh, a great friend of this ministry, she went to Israel with us. She had got on her horse that morning and she got lawn darted. I mean, she got bucked off hard. By the time we got there, she still had not even caught her breath. I mean, if you don't know what it's like to get bucked off in a pasture, you know, it's not one of these things a lot of times where you pop up. I mean, sometimes you do because it's not that bad. But, you know, when you have, you know, dirt caked in your eye and you got it all over your teeth, I mean, that's how hard she got bucked off. And she's laying there and she can't even answer us because oxygen hadn't made it back into her body yet. I mean, she was just like, you could tell she was hurting so bad. And so there was a few of us tending to her and telling her not to move. We were going to call the ambulance, and she kind of waved us off for a second. Just She said, when she was finally able to say, she said, just help me sit up. So we helped her sit up, and somebody had gone and caught her horse and, 
and brought it back. And she sat there for a couple of minutes and we kept saying, well, let's haul you to the hospital. She's like, no, let, let me just get up. And you do this evaluation period on you. You start, you know, moving like one finger, two fingers, wrists, elbow, shoulders, head, <laughs> you know. And, and she kind of she worked all the, all the kinks out, and she kind of stood up, and her knee was kind of hurting her. And, and uh, so anyway, we'd caught her horse, and we said, man, let, let, you know, blah, blah, blah. She goes, no, I want to get back on. I want to get back on. Now, I've seen a lot of cowboys get bucked off. I have been one of those cowboys that have been bucked off that hard. And I can tell you with all sincerity, Speaking as the, you know, the proverbial been there, done that, got the t-shirt, that that is one of the hardest things that you will ever do in your life is to get back on after you've been bucked off and stomped that hard. Well, before we let her climb back on, Abe volunteered to get on the horse to make sure that nothing else was wrong, that we didn't want it to happen again. So Abe got on and kind of made a couple of circles and then loped him around the pasture a couple of times and he seemed fine. And that... That tough lady, man, she walked over there and she gathered up them reins and she stepped, she towed that stirrup through a leg over the kennel, got her rope down and apologized for making us late. That's a cowgirl right there. That is sure enough a cowgirl. She took down her rope and she stayed horseback the rest of the day. As a matter of fact, I tried her to get her to get off and have a glass of water and she refused. I said, are you that tough? She goes, no, I won't be able to get back on if I ever get off. I get that. <laughs> I sure enough get that. But you know what, that, that, that proverbial get back on when you get bucked off, yeah, that, that, there, there is nothing more quintessential cowboy than that. But you know, it's thrown around a little bit flippantly, usually by people that haven't been there and haven't got the t-shirt. Because it's one of those things that I always say, you know, don't listen to a man when he tells you how tough he is. I want to be standing there whenever you hit your thumb with a hammer. Because it's a whole different story, isn't it? You know, I mean, th that's why we talk about cowboy stuff so bad because, you know, you can talk about how tough you are, but, you know, when you're in the middle of the night and you're racing to the bathroom because your bladder's about this big and you hit nothing but your pinky toe on the edge of the bed, yeah, you tell you don't, cowboys don't cry. You're full of crap. I'm telling you. You do. But, but getting back on, you know, it, it's one of those things that sounds good, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little secret. Today, I'm going to tell you that a lot of people don't get back on, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why there has been two times that I know of in my life where I got bucked off so hard, I did not climb back on. Now, there was a third time whenever I didn't get back on, but that's because I couldn't catch my horse after he bucked me off, and I walked four hours back to the house. Been there, got that T-shirt, too. You learn to hang on to the reins when you get bucked off. There's nothing more cowboy than the concept of getting back on, but it's one of those terms that, that sounds real good, but, but it's not true all the time. There's, there, I equate this getting back on every single time regardless, oh, you got to get back on. Let me tell you what I hear spiritually all the time from people, stuff that sounds real good, but if you think about it, it just doesn't really jive right sometimes. How about this? Uh, just give it to God. Just give it to God. Tell somebody that's just lost a child to just give it to God. That's the stupidest thing you can ever say. I want somebody to say that to you. No, I don't want nobody to say that to you because I hope you don't ever go through something 
that painful and, and with that type of heartache. You don't tell somebody to give it to God. That sounds good and it sounds holy, but it, it, it's dumb, okay? And even if it may be true, you don't tell somebody that. How about this? Well, pray about it and just do what God says. Look, I don't know about you, but here's a couple of things that you probably didn't know about me. The first one is, I do not have a burning bush in the backyard, okay? I do not get up in the morning and go, God, what do you want me to do today? Wear the blue shirt. Thank you, Lord. I thought I was going to wear the paisley today. Throw the paisley in the trash. You know, I mean, God doesn't really talk to us like that. And those people that go around saying that they hear from God that clearly, they don't. Okay? I mean, not, not like that. Not all the time like some people say, okay? They don't have a burning bush and God doesn't really, you know, so, so when we say just pray about it and do what God says, you're a better Christian than I am, okay? Or something. I, I don't know. You, you've got a burning bush. And if you do, I got $20.19 in my pocket. I'd like to buy a ticket because I got some questions. Okay? So, you know, when, when people say, well, just give it to God. Well, it sounds good, but, but it doesn't work like that. And when they say, well, just pray about it and do whatever God says. It, it doesn't work like that. And so when people have told you that, they said, well, just pray about it and do what God says. You probably went something like, well, I'm going to do that. And inside you're like, I've never heard God say anything like that. You know, how about this? You just have to have faith. If you have faith, then all your problems will go away. It'll be okay. But in, you know, and outside you're like, yeah, I got, I got to have faith. I got to have faith. And inside you're like, God must not love me because I have faith and I still having a real, real, real hard time. See, that's, that's the problem with like the prosperity gospel. Me and Ty were talking about that this week. The, the, the problem with the prosperity gospel is these preachers stand up there and they say, oh, well, if you just come to God, he, you know, he's going to bless you with a, with a new house and with a better job and that raise that you've been looking for, that promotion at work. He's just going to bless you. And, and man, I want to say amen to that because that's what I want, right? Uh, amen. But what happens when it doesn't happen? You know what those people think? God must not love me because I don't have a promotion and I don't have that better paying job and I don't have that new house and I don't have that new car. No, you don't have that because that's not the way God operates most of the time. I think that he will prosper us, but I think that very, very few times is it financially. It's more with peace of mind. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. Ride down this trail and you will find rest for your souls. That's how God's going to prosper you. He's going to give you peace of mind. He's going to give you joy, not because there's no tribulation, but in spite of the tribulation. He's going to make you stronger, even though you feel weak. He's going to do all of these things to prosper you. And you know what? If he does bless you financially, that's great. Just make the check out to save the cowboy. It's a tax-deductible donation. I mean, it's great. We could use the help. We need a new microphone. I'm having to use ties. I can smell his mustache. It smells like cow snot. <laughs> yeah, you did. He did. So, anyway. But listen, there's a lot of reasons. We can sit up here and talk about cowboy wrecks all day and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But, but I'm here to tell you that... that You've probably been spiritually bucked off, emotionally bucked off recently, not too, not too distant past. And if not, 
You're liable to encounter it at some point. Man, you just feel like you've been yard darted, stepped on, bucked off, broke ribs. Right, Chuck? <laughs> know how that feels? I mean, you know, and, and, and regardless of what the old cowboy deal is, you get back on every single time. You know what? It doesn't always happen like that. And I'm going to give you four reasons why we don't get back on. The first one is that sometimes it just feels like it's too hard. You know, it, it, it's, I cannot express to you enough what it feels like whenever you get pile-drived and then somebody tells you to get back on. And even if you know that's what you should do, sometimes you just can't bring yourself to it because it just feels like it's too hard. Overcoming the fear after getting body slammed by an animal that weighs half a ton is scary, but that's nothing compared to what life throws at us sometimes. Sometimes, you know what? I would rather be pitched off in the dirt than go through some of the things that I go through in my life. Getting bucked off is easy compared to following God. Or maybe, maybe, maybe that's not true. Getting bucked off is easy compared to dealing with some people you have to deal with whenever you follow God. Because guess what he said? He said, you got to love your enemies, right? He said, you don't get no credit for loving those that love you back. You only get credit for loving those that are hard to love. Anybody in here know, have somebody in mind when I think of somebody that's hard to love? Your wife is thinking about you, okay? <laughs> know this, when I said that, somebody thought about you. Listen, I know it seems hard to get back on sometimes. Sometimes it feels like it's too hard, but listen to me. Listen to me close. Faith makes things, makes all things possible. It doesn't make it easy, okay? Faith makes all things possible. Faith does not make it easy. So whenever you struggle to do what you know you were supposed to do, it's like that for everybody. When you see other people doing it, it was just as hard for them as it is for you because faith makes all things possible. It does not make all things easy. And those people that tell you, I got back on every single time I ever got bucked off, I'm, I'm, I'm not really one to call somebody a liar, but I will question somebody wholeheartedly, okay? You know, there are people that say, well, I ain't never been bucked off. Well, I, I know a lot of people that ain't been bucked off. They didn't ride very much, okay? If you've never fallen off a horse, you never got out of a lope, okay? I mean, it, it's just one of those things. And I'm not saying that it hasn't ever happened Maybe there's some better cowboys out there than the ones I know. But faith makes all things possible. It doesn't mean that it'll ever be easier, but you can do it. Isaiah 43, chapter 2, or Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, listen to this. God says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. You notice he says when. It doesn't say what. If. And, and the Bible doesn't say if you go through deep waters. That's the scariest verse in the Bible to tie because he don't like to swim. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. And he doesn't say when you go through the shallow end of the pee pool, you know, you get that warm current when you're walking through. <laughs> Ooh, didn't know this had it. You know, it doesn't say when you go through the shallow end. Man, it says whenever, you know, when, whenever you feel like you're drowning in the deep end, I will be there with you. See, faith, faith makes all things possible. It does not make all things easy. God never said it'd be easy, but he did say that he would always be there for us. The second reason that we don't get back on is because we think that it'll happen again. 
and you've been bucked off, and I'm not talking about literally, I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually, maybe at work, maybe in a relationship, I don't know, but you've been bucked off and you're scared to get back on because you're scared it's going to happen the exact same way again. And let me tell you, one of the devil's favorite tricks is to convince us that the present is permanent, that you tried to love on that somebody and you tried to forgive them and they hurt you again or whatever the case may be, your present is not permanent. You know, there, there's, a, there's a saying that goes around, this too shall pass. That's not really biblical, by the way, you know. That's like the saying, God's not going to give you anything more than you can handle. That's, that's dumb, because he absolutely will, okay? You know why God will give you more than you can handle? Because if you could do it, you wouldn't need him, would you? And every single one of us need him. But the devil tells us that our present is permanent. The way you feel right now when you're sitting there and you're, you're uh, I don't even know what the, inside you're gasping for air and you feel like every bone in your body is broken. The devil will convince you that if you do that again, that if you try to better yourself again, that you're just going to get stomped again. And you know what? Your present doesn't, isn't permanent. You're going to grow. You're going to get better. That's not going to happen every single time. It may happen quite a bit in the beginning, but you get better. I was the worst bronc rider in the world. And if you think I'm talking about bronc riding right now, there, it's an illustration. I was the worst bronc rider in the world. Man, if a horse switched his tail and farted, I fell off. You think I'm joking? I'm not. I was the absolute worst bronc rider in the history of towing a stirrup. So you know what I did? I got on every horse in the world that would buck. And I ate dirt and ate dirt and ate dirt. And I remember the first horse I ever covered was in the middle of the pasture on the San Pedro Ranch. And I'm not, I'm not talking about one that just kind of humped up a little bit. I'm talking about one that honked, you know, and all of that. I remember the first time I rode it, I was so happy. You can ride it too, whatever you're going through. Sure, it may happen again, but it won't happen forever. You keep on keeping on and you'll get better. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, most of you heard this verse. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. See, your present isn't permanent because only God knows the future. And the future that God has planned for you is one of prosperity, not of harm, and plans to give you hope and a future. If you come out on Wednesday nights to our cowboy crew and you ride with us and we ride hard, you know what you're going to be the next day? Sore. And you come out and, 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 and you practice every, every day until the next week and we go out and we ride again, you're probably going to be a sewer again. But if you keep riding and you keep on keeping on, there's going to come a day when you ride hard and you're not sore. Your Christian life isn't any different. Do you have the fortitude to keep on keeping on? It won't happen again because the devil may try to convince you that your present is permanent, but it ain't. The third reason that we don't get back on is sometimes it just hurts too bad. I know that feeling. I know that feeling well. Because self-preservation is a powerful process that sometimes helps us, but most of the time hurts us even more. It's kind of a, self, a self-defeating, fulfilling prophecy. You know, we don't want something. We try to protect ourselves, but in protecting ourselves, we actually hurt ourselves even worse. Ty talks about it all the time in, in his clinics that, that people are so scared and trying to, trying to baby their horses around that they end, end up getting hurt by doing that. We do the same things in our life. I did that whenever I was 15 years old because here's probably something else you didn't know about me. I was addicted to pain medication. At 15 years old, I had to have my pancreas removed. And when they figured it out, 
after surgery, I had 72 staples in my belly. I've got a Mercedes Benz sign that runs from nearly both hip bones to my sternum where they cut me wide open. Had to sew me back up with 72 staples. And that's whenever I got after surgery, I got introduced to narcotic pain medication. Hallelujah. It was nice. You want to know why it was so nice? Because for the first time, I was without pain. I didn't know what it was like to be without pain. And so as time went on and they tried to wean me off of that pain medication, they started just giving me like Tylenol and ibuprofen. Well, you know, I was getting better, but that Tylenol and ibuprofen, it didn't take the pain away. It lessened it a little bit, but it didn't take the pain away. And I had got used to being pain-free. So when they asked me, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much is your pain? I said, I'm a 48B. That's what I tell them. Because I wanted to be pain-free. I didn't want to just hurt less. I hurt myself doing that because that stuff ain't no good for you. It might be pain-free, but it causes a lot of other problems in life, just like addictions of all kinds do. Whether it's alcohol or drugs or pornography or anything, it gives this much pleasure and ruins this much of our lives. And we do all of that stuff because we think that it hurts too bad. We avoid the things in life that we should do because we're afraid of getting hurt, that that self-preservation is in is in cancer mode. It just multiplies to the fact that we don't do anything that we should do because it hurts too bad. In Romans 8, 18, I love this. Listen, the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. The pain that you've been feeling cannot compare with the joy that's coming for those that ride for God. Those that have given their life and, and put their trust in what Jesus did for them on the cross, not for what they can do here on earth, but yet we do follow. We do follow. We are saved by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. But when you claim that you ride for Jesus, you got to follow him. And he's going to lead you towards a life of love and service to others, of not of yourself, but a giving of yourself away. And, and so you will find what your soul has been longing for. And the last reason that we don't get back on is probably one that we've all been to because it's just easier to quit, isn't it? it it's, it's just easier to quit. And you know what? The sad thing is, is that most Christians quit this far from a breakthrough. They quit this far from becoming who God wants them to be. They, they quit this far from a revelation and a relationship with Jesus beyond anything they could have ever comprehended because they just quit this much too soon. It happens to all of us. Why do we quit? Because most of the reason that people quit is because they're focused on the goal instead of the process. They are focused on the goal and not the process. What do I mean by that? It's kind of like me and Ty do a lot of talking in this sermon we do. Me and Ty have been doing a lot of talking and, you know, and it's like that, that person from the city that comes out and says, I want to learn to ride a horse, so I'm going to get a two-year-old colt, and we're going to learn together. He's a grandson of Pepto Boone's Mall and an own son of I'm going to kill you and kick you and bite your head off. So they climb on. Well, first they go by their videos. They lunge them around the pen. They go to four Pat Pirelli clinics, and then they get yard darted, and then they call Ty. And they send him to Ty, and Ty does a really good job. And actually, Ty tells them, you need to sell this horse. This is too much horse for you. And they say, oh, no, he's my baby. And they take him back and get yard darted, and then they badmouth Ty. 
You don't want to know why? Because they wanted the pro, they, they were focused on the goal of, you know, that riding through the country on their nice, big, registered, papered horse. But they don't know the work that it takes to get there on that type of horse. And then they wonder, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I've spent $9,000 on trainers and treats and he still doesn't like me. That's, what, that's the way it happens. Because they're focused on the goal, not the process. Man, if you don't love the process, you're, you're, you're never going to reach the goal. I had a goal of, of, of learning to rope. And somebody asked me one time, they said, do you really stink that bad at roping? No, I don't. I just tell you about the misses. I don't, care. I don't tell you about all the catches. But you know what was real nice? Was when one of the best ropers I've ever been around came up to me at a branding not too long ago. And he said, dude, I've never seen anybody improve like you have. He said, that was phenomenal. You know why it was phenomenal? Because I trusted the process. I was out there every single day on dummies. If, if Ty called, because I know when he calls, I'm thinking to be horseback doing something. Hello, what are you doing? Waiting on you to call. You want to rope something? Yeah. Because <laughs> right, and, and I go, and, and, and I, I, I trusted the process. And, and actually, the, the goal was never to be so that y'all would say, oh, you're a great roper. That wasn't the deal. I trusted the process because the goal was to be better, and I, and I wanted to practice. Nobody had to ask me to practice or beg me to practice. But most people quit because they, they want the goal, but they don't want to work towards it. I, I get asked all the time, you know, I wish I could be a cowboy. You can be a cowboy. You'll just have to give up everything else. Go talk to Ty about that. Go talk to Caleb about that. Come talk to me about what it takes to be a cowboy. If you're willing to give up every single thing in your life, you can be a cowboy, but most people quit because they want the goal. They just don't want the process. You had a goal of having a relationship with God and getting to heaven, but you quit when it came time to forgive those that hurt you and never, ever got to loving those that hate you. Well, we all want that heaven. We all want that rest for our souls, but how many of us want to put it in the work that it takes to get that? How many of us, honestly, stand at the crossroads and look around and ask for the old cowboy ways and do them and do them? Ride down this trail and you'll find rest for your soul. Everybody wants that goal, but are you ready to undertake the process? If you're not, you're going to quit. You're going to get bucked off and you're not going to get back on. But listen to this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But let me tell you what. Here's a little hint. This is where people mess up. God doesn't give you the strength and then ask you to take the step. He asks you to take the step and then he gives you the strength. If he gave us the strength beforehand, it'd be easy. Faith makes all things possible, not easy. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever problem in your life, because none of you are problem-free, whatever it is, I encourage you to stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old cowboy ways and do them. And then you will find rest for your souls. The bottom line is, are you stuck? Do you feel like you're stuck? Does it feel like it's just too hard? Are you afraid that it's always going to be like this? Do you feel like you've been hurt too bad? Sometimes do you just want to quit? Well, I've got good news and tough news. Not good news and bad news, good news and tough news. The good news is we're here for you. You have friends that care about you. You have family that loves you. You have a God that never goes back on a promise. You can do this. Nobody said it'd be easy. The tough news is found in Galatians chapter 6, and I'm not breaking into another part of the sermon, okay? This is it. A lot of people's heard it's actually two different verses that people have combined together. It says, we must share each other's burdens, but carry our own loads, okay? Let me tell you what that means in cowboy talk. 
we'll catch your horse for you and we'll pick you up and put your hat back on and dust your britches off, but you got to ride your own bronc, okay? We'll catch your horse for you. We'll bring it back to you. We'll pick up your smashed hat, set it back on your head, dust you off a little bit, but you got to ride your own bronc. Some of you don't even know what that feels like anymore, but it's time that you climbed back on. I don't, know where you're, I don't know where you're at at the crossroads, but I know that you're at a crossroads, and I know that there's been some things that God is leading you to do, which means follow him and do things the way he says to do them. And if you're wondering about that, go read your Bible. It's full of things that God said to do, most of them being you don't have to worry. He didn't say that you would never be worried. He said you don't have to worry. He said that you don't have to be afraid. He never said that you would never be afraid. He said that we don't have to be afraid. I don't know. Y'all know what I mean. Listen. I'm going to close with Isaiah 66, 9. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. In other words, whatever you're going through, God will do something with it. But you can't quit. You've got to step back. You've got to toe that stirrup, throw a leg over the can, take a deep seat, and get ready to ride for the Lord. Faith makes all things possible, not easy. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, there's some cowboy and a cowgirl listening to you right now that's been pitched off and stomped. God, the only thing you can't do is break a promise. And the promise you made is to be there for them and love them and to give them strength and to forgive them from their sins and save them. And to one day make all this pain that they've been going through worth it. God, help us to not give up on you. God, help us not to give up on you because your son didn't give up on us when he was nailed to that cross. God, we love you so much. We trust you with our lives. Lead us and we'll follow. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever dreamed of being a cowboy? Do you long to ride for the brand? If you're one of those rare individuals, then we at Save the Cowboy have something just for you. We believe that you are capable of more than you ever imagined. We are offering you the chance to ride for the Lord and save the Cowboys Long X Ranch. We can show you how to be stronger, go further, and ride harder than you ever thought possible. And you know what? We just happen to have a spot for a cowboy. You ready to saddle up? A Long X Ranch cowboy is a person wanting to take their relationship with God to the next level. Our cowboys strive to live a life worthy of their calling and help save the cowboy gather the lost and bring back those that have strayed away. Are you ready to take the outside? If so, go to SaveTheCowboy.com and sign up today. We'll be waiting on you.